cockroaches. Motherfucking free man. Big bad guy. Motherfucking play. You know? Come on. It's the cartel, nigga. Hey, Tony Minton. Tony Minton. Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast, Season 2, Episode 14. Yo, host Julian, co-host Justin, you, Antoine is here, hey. as always. <coughs> Special guest Marlon. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> that, <laughs> that's new. Um, what, is that a fish noise? Yeah, I've been doing it since the second grade. That's funny. <laughs> I didn't know Marlon's made those noises. <laughs> nice to know. Anyways, <laughs> as <laughs> as uh, divisional weekend in the NFL finished up, we saw the Final Four. NFC's looking like what we thought it would be in the middle of the season. AFC's looking like we thought it would be in the middle of the season. Um, before we get into that, though, we want to talk about the head coaching changes that's been going on and how, I don't know how you feel about with, you know, all the African-American coaches being fired after two years, after one year. Marvin Lewis, to the exception. <laughs> <laughs> Deserves sixteen. <laughs> what do you got? Sixteen. But um, not. I, I just meant like I wanted to hear your opinion on how you felt about say Vance Joseph after his second year. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think John Elway was patient, or, you know, as patient as he could be. You know what you mean? We, we see it a lot. It's hard for teams, you know. Whether it be after a Super Bowl loss, Super Bowl win, it's hard for teams to bounce back and stay consistent with you know within you know the you know the playoff picture and the division. So you know, especially you know losing obviously you know Hall of Fame quarterback and Peyton Manning. So they had you know I mean the defense was somewhat the backbone and still consistent. I think that's why they went with the Vance Joseph hire in the first place. And then in the first year, they realized that, you know, the, the quarterback situation was, was horrible. Was horrible. It, was a, it was a carousel of quarterbacks. You know, they couldn't find the guy. And, you know, John Adelaide obviously, you know, knows in order to win in this league, you need a quarterback. So so uh, he goes and gets Case Keenum. Who was supposed to be the answer basically, but, to their prayers. My thing is, John Elway should be under more fire than Vance Joseph. Obviously, John Elway is going to have the decision in firing him, but mm-hmm. there has to be a higher up who works things out and realizes, you know, the head coach might not be the problem because one, like you said, the defense was the backbone of the Broncos for the past years, and Vance Joseph is a great defensive coach. Their defense was solid for the past few years. They obviously weren't great this year, but the quarterback situation last year well, the, um, not this past year, last year, right. with Paxton Lynch, uh, Trevor Simeon basically going blow for blow trying to see who's better. <laughs> and it was, like, <laughs> scary. So he scary comes. Season. And then, yeah, they go and get Case Keenum, back to what you were saying. And it's like, do you think Case Keenum is the answer because of what he did last year? Like, you guys got to remember that we saw Case Keenum bouncing his way around the NFL for a certain reason. Last year, he played a great year. He's played a year that some quarterbacks never played. And it was historic numbers. His efficiency was great. His passer rating was amazing. He barely threw in it. His touchdown interception ratio was low. He did that one year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he, he had a magical playoff run. And it could have been stopped on that last play of the game. Whatever. They got blown out in the NFC Championship. Right? So, Case Keenum... Going into the the later years of his career, I see it as because how many more teams are going to take a chance after the Broncos? Um, and they paid him how much money? They paid him a good sixty million or something. Yeah, yeah, he got, yeah, he got a decent, he got a decent lump sum. I don't know. I don't think that's the answer over there, and I don't think it was right that fire Vance Joseph. You didn't give him nothing to work around. He they drafted Philip or excuse me, Philip Lizzie went undrafted and they mm-hmm. picked him up and he had a great year. They had to trade Demarius Thomas. It's tough. Like let the coach figure it out. You have Todd Bowles from New York. You know, I get that. It's been four years now, losing seasons. He hasn't made the playoffs. They're not getting better. And 
they've had a few solid draft picks too. You know, Leonard Williams, Jamal Adams. Where is this added up? All right, Todd Bowles will get it. But in my opinion, I don't think that Vance Joseph deserved that. And it's hard when your uh, division has been you know, Tom Brady in it, so you definitely lose some jobs if you can't get past him or anybody. AFC East. But I mean, like, you can't be better than the Dolphins, really, because the Dolphins are mediocre. So you can't be better than just like, or, or as mediocre as the Dolphins. The Jets have been... Or the Bills for them. Yeah, They've been it. terrible, mediocre. Um, and then this is first year of Sam Darnold, so he had an experiment year, you know. They had a decent year. They went, you know, 6-10. and 10, So, you know, they look like a bright future over there with the, the quarterback. So you only had one year to really see what he can do. So then and they, they go and hire this Adam Gase. Yeah, I don't understand. And Adam, you know, Adam Gase, the... <laughs> the quote-unquote QB guru, so... Um, Who gave him that title? Like, where, oh, where I guess because, like, he grew Jay, Jay Cutler? Cutler when he went to... I don't and, know, but like, how great is Jay Cutler? Like, like what, what are we talking Peyton, about? Peyton Manning, you know, he had the best year of his career, um, 2013, when he was on the Broncos, so I guess that Peyton Manning said that, you know, he helped out a lot, but, I mean, it's still Peyton Manning. Yeah, maybe he had that one year. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, so... Well, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, that's, that's how it started, you know, uh, Peyton Manning gave him high praise. Right. But people were saying, you know, because, you know, his, his year, you know, gave, he gave Jay Cutler his best year. But even Jay Cutler's best years, what can you really say about Jay Cutler? Um, but, yeah, it all started because, you know, Peyton Manning gave him high praise. And that's what, you know, gave him essentially. But I, I, I think the whole reason behind the Adam Gates hiring is what we're seeing. You know, we, I think we're seeing it in Arizona. We're seeing it in um, Green Bay. Everybody's trying to chase the next Sean McVay. That's really what it is. You want young coaches who are well. You want first off, you want young coaches because you want them to be around your franchise, you know, for years to come. You want you know establish and build a dominant franchise. Also, I think what a lot of uh, teams are looking for is play callers because yep. so you have a lot of you know. There's there's some teams that your offensive coordinator or your head coach isn't calling the plays. Right. So everybody's trying to figure out who you know who's actually calling the plays that and then like you said and then third I think the quote unquote you know quarterback guru title that he have they obviously have big hopes in Sam Darnold we saw flashes last year so I don't really know I don't think we know what what Sam Darnold you know is really capable of you know because we've seen I mean but which is Typical to go through, you know, when it was great wide receivers. Yeah, it's, it's typical for a rookie season. So I definitely think they, the potential is there for him. And they obviously see that and they believe that. So maybe they think in bringing in an Adam Gase who checks off those three boxes for them, at least. I think they believe that he can agree with what they I, I wouldn't want. put the word dominant franchise going forward with Adam Gase, my opinion. I don't think, you know, we. The play calling, we okay. So we we see Arizona go and get Cliff Clingsby, Clingsbury, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean McVay, obviously, uh, but the fact that Adam Gase in Miami was doing what every other Miami coach has done: third down, run the ball; <laughs> third down, throw a screen, and it was like. Man, I don't understand. So we'll move on to Marvin Lewis. Oh my goodness! Any last words for him? I mean, I hope he finds some work somewhere. You know, uh, but 16 years as head coach, you can't, you can't, you can't be, you can't be the head coach 16 years without a playoff win. I'm sorry, <laughs> this is not allowed in the NFL, especially in professional sports. All I'm saying mm-hmm. is. Put this man in the front office. This man has an eye for talent. He can definitely gather talent. You know, he just doesn't know what to do with it. He he clearly because we've seen the we've seen the Bengals teams that have come and gone over the past sixteen seasons. We've seen yeah. the players. He clearly has an eye for talent. He just can't groom it, and it's not for everybody. Some some people can just see you know, hey, I see talent, talent, and then they leave it up to the coaching staff right. and the coaches to groom it. And some players, you know, they can't necessarily see, you know. Like a general manager. Yeah. You know, they, they can't see it, but they're like, all right, this is what I have to work with, and I'm going to do what I can. So 
he just didn't have you know the coaching aspect I believe to groom talent but the eye for talent is definitely there so do you think the Arizona Cardinals fired Steve Wilkes solely so they can hire a young play caller or do they think that they they couldn't be successful with Steve Wilkes as their coach I mean sometimes it's hard because you know there's sometimes there's things that are obvious to the eye you know for like media spectators you know everybody that you know that we watch and it's obvious if a guy should be out of the four, perfect example Dolphins we went you know 1-15 in 15 with Cam Cameron now I mean granted no granted we didn't go 1-15 but that year we had so many injuries from the beginning of the year to the end of the year so I mean if we had a healthy team would we have one out who knows how many more games we would have won I mean, don't get me wrong. We definitely weren't a playoff team, but some sometimes, you know, regardless of injuries or personnel, sometimes, you know, you you know, six, sixteen games can tell a lot, and I think that the front offices saw enough or lack thereof that that's not what the you know they pretty much maybe didn't get what they thought they were getting. And that's, that's not the direction good. they wanted to move Yeah, they're forward. like, all right, before we lead you on a little longer, yeah. like, I guess so, I this mean, is the perfect time. Because, I mean, every, like every front time. office clearly has an idea, you know, of what they want in their franchise and, you know, and on their team moving forward. They want, an, you know, an identity. So he probably didn't fit the bill, and sometimes yeah. that happens. Offense is running, running the league right now. We've seen, like the NBA, scores are higher and higher and passing yards and touchdowns on these quarterbacks. Just getting the numbers are going up. Well, I mean, the four teams in the AFC and NFC championship game right now, all four are top four in the league or in the regular season in scoring. Yep. So that's no surprise. So speaking of those four teams, this Sunday at three PM, Los Angeles Rams go to New Orleans and have to play in the Superdome. In what I'd say Going into the game is one of the most like most hype NFC championships in a while because last year we had a blowout. Mm-hmm. Uh, the year before that, the Falcons played Green Bay. Yeah, was it was it in the NFC championship? And that was a blowout in the second half. Yeah, that was the NFC championship. Yeah, Falcons up because yeah. So this is. Top offense, top offense, you know, going against each other in the NFC. And New Orleans, we've seen their defense come alive. They held the Eagles to 14 points. Um, Los Angeles, Aaron Donald, and, and Dominican Sue. We saw what they did to Todd Gurley, or excuse me, to Ezekiel Elliott last week mm-hmm. and stopped that run game. We saw how C.J. Anderson, as you said, put up, what, 140 yards? He had more rushes. He had more rushes and more yards than Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley still had more, still had 100 yards, and he had two touchdowns. I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be a great game. Um, you know, Drew Brees is undefeated in the Superdome in the pool season. He's six and zero. I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. I mean, this 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 is like the fate for the Saints because when they won the Super Bowl '09, sure. the only teams that they lost to were the um, Buccaneers and the Panthers. Yep. And this year, they and this year is the same as I think they're yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and the Cowboys, yeah, it was, it was an exact mirror match of teams that they lost to the record, That's all crazy. the thirteen and three. They <clears throat> and beat the Eagles at home that year. He is unbelievable. Um, I mean, my prediction to the game, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to take LA because I believe in Todd Gurley. It's going to take him to the, take him over that home. Oof. But um, I mean, my prediction is LA and. Uh, so, okay, your prediction being L.A., I guess before, let's talk about what do we think are the keys to winning this game. Like, are the Saints going to be able to run the ball on Adamakin Sue and Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers, you know? Because if they're able to stop the run as they stopped the leading rusher of the year last week, that just makes Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters' game a little less less pressured in the sense of where, all right, they know they have to throw the ball, right? They can't just pound it and catch us sleeping. Um, I think the whole Superdome thing is, is 
hundred percent. Like that's that's the biggest factor because whenever whoever goes to the Superdome, that's the biggest factor of the game. Like, can you handle the crowd, especially being an NFC Championship game? They haven't been an NFC Championship game in New Orleans since two thousand nine, right? Well, yeah, when they played the Vikings in the NFC Championship. No, that was last year divisional. No, that was a. Uh 2009, you know, but the Saints are the real deal. I mean, it's going to be a great game. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, first of all, the home field advantage... Oh, it matters. Yeah, it matters. Yeah, 100%. I I think New Orleans is going to win this game because I don't think they're going to be able to slow down Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, whether it's out of the backfield or it's catching out of the backfield. Michael Thomas is unguardable. You can put a key to leave on, you can put Marcus Peters on, you can double team him. But I guarantee that he has over 95 yards. 95? Yeah. I mean, I think... Uh, yeah. <laughs> say 100. Yeah, at least say 100. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right? 95. <laughs> now, he'll get 100, but he can drop 100 on anybody. I mean, so, yeah. the Rams have better has a better defensive backs than For sure. the Cowboys, you think? With a yeah, keep, I mean, then the Cowboys, uh, with a keep to lead? Because the Cowboys' yeah. defenses was solid this year. You know, Byron Jones. Byron Jones came um, out. You know, and, he's, uh, he did great Uzi, this year. Uzi is pretty good. But no, I think you know Lamarcus Joyner and Marcus Peters and Akeem Talib is more respectable to me. That's they're not great, both either of them. I mean, Marcus Peters had a tough year this year, and he had a tough year against Michael Thomas last time they played. So I think they're gonna put Talib on him because Talib wasn't there. He was hurt. He wasn't hurt. there. He was hurt, and their defense with Talib is much better. Yeah. Marcus know, Peters himself with Talib is much better. Yeah. He's a Super Bowl champion. You know, he's you know been on great defenses, one of the best in yeah. the league. Um, you know, it's gonna like I said, it's gonna come down to I think Michael Thomas is always gonna ball. It's gonna come down to who's gonna be, who's gonna be the second guy. Is gonna be Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara. Is gonna yeah. be another um, offensive weapon they have. As and long then, as Todd Gurley is running that ball, and I don't see the Saints stopping Todd Gurley. So as long as he's running that ball, it's the Rams' game to win. You think Jared Goff's gonna do enough to? Jared Goff, <laughs> he's he showed us nothing that should give us suspicion that he shouldn't do enough. Because he, he comes out and he balls. He does what he needs to do. He makes the passes, and he's been playing well. He's been playing really well. And like I said, as long as Todd Gurley's running the ball, Jared Goff's job is just easier, and it's just going to flow for them. We don't see much teams taking the Ram out of their flow. Like, we'll see a team yeah, keep up true. with the Rams, but that's we don't true. see them take them out of their flow. As long as they stay in their flow, and if the Rams win. Jared Goff has to come out and do his job because yeah if he like, has to come out and think, like make make it happen from behind come behind then it's the Saints game to win most definitely I can still see Jared Goff doing some shit like that but that's how you beat them you make Jared Goff have to throw the ball have to put it in the air yeah. have to come from behind my th- my thing is like I don't see Drew Brees turning that ball over I I can see Jared Goff throwing one interception. And it's like that turnover battle is just as big as that home field advantage battle, you know. So I don't see the running backs giving it up. The, the Saints don't turn the ball over. They don't really they turn, turn the ball over. So all that being said, I got the Saints. You got the Rams. You got the Saints. Rams. Sorry, you got the Rams and Justin. Yeah, I got the Saints. Um, I think the next Ron- – <laughs> uh, I think the X factor is who can stop the run. Um, that and coaching staff. Because I feel like these teams are kind of like man matches. Yeah, you know, they, they definitely have two you know great quarterbacks, um, stout offenses, two-headed you know, monster at the run game. But, um, yeah, who, who can stop the run is probably going to come out of this game. But, yeah, the Dome... It's just a different animal. And I think Sean Payton... Sean Payton has shown that he'll do... Whatever, whatever it takes. I mean, a fake Facts. punt on your 30-yard line. Onside kick yeah. coming out the that, Super Bowl that, second half. The way they're using... um, 
what's his name? What was it? Uh, Lutz? Oh, Taysom Hill. T- T- oh, sorry, Taysom Hill. My bad. Yeah, Taysom Hill might be the X factor. That's that's like the that's like. Nah, I'm not gonna put that. I'm not gonna put that on there. I'm not gonna. This guy's the backup quarterback. We've seen it throughout. No, no, no. I'm giving. I'll go with your saying, but I'm not giving him the X factor of the game because you got Todd Gurley, Malvin. Mar, uh, Alvin Kamara, Mike Thomas, Drew Brees, Marshawn Lattimore. You got and I think the X Factor's got to be CJ Anderson. I mean, he's been averaging over 100 yards since and he has four that's touchdowns. A good, there, that's a respectable X Factor. Yeah. Yeah. I, said, I said Mike. I didn't say he would. No, nah, but I mean, like, I haven't seen enough all season to be like, all right, well, we can comfortably go to him in the NFC Championship to try to win this game. Like, why would we get off our game? You know, I understand there might come a point in time where they could use him, and it's like, oh, a big player. He well, did this it's, and that, not but so, it's not so much him himself. It's just that the, the different ways that they use him. I mean, you got to kind of like be aware that he, you know, when he's on the field, it's just a different. It's just different. The I don't think CJ Anderson goes for 145 yards this week. I don't think he's gonna go that much. I and think, I don't I think the Rams would have won the game if they didn't go for 145 yards and 100 yards were good. Gurley might get 100. You know, or 200 rushing yards in the NFL. I mean, like you, you killed it. You, you like, better win. You better win. Your old line came to play, and you, you better and your win. Definitely came to play. I don't see the running attack being as lethal as it was last week. And Jared Goff, I mean, I think he can have a good game, but I don't think he'll have a better game than Drew Brees. I don't see why not. Why wouldn't the running game be <laughs> hit him just as hard? I don't see why not. There's nothing showing Because 200 yards in, in one game is a lot. Yeah, obviously not 175, but they could both break 100. Nah, two hundred. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they can both bring up. Two hundred yards rushing in a game is is you you can do that if you're gonna do that to the whole league. Like okay, but nah, one team you can you can get a team. All right, come Even on next week get two hundred a game. Even one fifty if they as long as, yeah as long as Tyler yeah, Burley has over a hundred. C J Anderson. I mean, like I don't know. It'll come. It'll it'll yeah it'll come. Let's get it to KC New England. It's gonna be a. Winter storm. Um, it's supposed to be like one of the worst, like storms in like NFL history. Like marching down. They say it's gonna be thirty-one degrees, but it's gonna feel like like twenties, and it's gonna be <laughs> snowing like crazy. I don't know if it's gonna be snowing, um, but that cold, right? So home field advantage goes to Kansas City as far as Arrowhead Stadium, the crowd. Energy, but does the weather give home field advantage to the Patriots? Yeah, because um, Tom Brady's thirteen and two in um, cold weather games, as you can say in the playoffs. I mean, thirteen and two, like, (laughs) like this guy. This guy, obviously, obviously, you know, he's the goat. You know, I mean, I believe he's the goat. Obviously, I've watched him my whole life. uh, Those two losses. That's funny. Nah. Yeah, but go ahead. Continue. Nah, 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 nah. Cold yeah. weather games. Cold weather games. And, exactly. Um, That's in the playoffs. But you got to think. You got to think of Arrowhead Stadium at, at uh, like sure. the total opposite of uh, the Superdome. Because the last time the Chiefs won um, yeah. at home was when uh, Montana was the quarterback. Yeah. Except home. for last week. Yeah. So last week. You know, last week obviously. Broke the streak, you know, six years, you know, in 2000. They say that field is haunted. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I just think that – I was thinking about this because Kansas City, best offense in the league by far. Their defense is not the best in the league. Their, they, their rankings and their numbers are literally worst. Last week, they came to play. The Colts didn't bring their offense with them. So, I don't know if it was so much of Kansas City's defense – playing so good or the Colts playing so bad. I think it was a mixture of both. Their pass rush was definitely effective, and their run defense was good. They got up quick, so we didn't have to run. We couldn't run the ball as much, but New England has two running backs coming out the backfield, and one of them is one of, is one of the best catching backs in the league, if not the best, in James White. Who in that linebacking core is going to be able to guard him and maintain to make sure he doesn't do what he did to the Chargers last week. Well, the good thing is about the Chiefs is um, today, uh, actually yesterday, I think, no, yeah, today, uh, Eric Berry had a full participant in practice. Mm. So he brings to the table, you know, that ups defense for yeah, sure, gets for them sure. fired up. Hopefully um, he can play. 
I'm not sure if you can really stop James White. I mean, he's going to get five, at least eight catches no matter what. Like, and they're all and, going and for get, five yards. And they're all going for yards. first downs. They're all going, like, I mean, you just got to maintain, like, what he can do. But you got you to gotta stop the other people around. I mean, Julian Edelman had over 100 receiving yards last game. He's killing it. He's second all-time in postseason receptions. Mm. Behind Jerry Rice with 156. 156, and he has about, and Julian Edelman's got, like, 97. Yeah, he's about to crack 100. Yeah, like, 99 That's a 100. target right there. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, like, Julian Edelman's just, That's I mean, with Brady. Yeah. last week, you can hear one name the whole entire day. Gronk. I mean, is he going to come? Blocking. Run blocking. Like, he's, yeah. His run blocking was really effective. Oh, Sonny Michelle did have yeah. three touchdowns. He sacrificed a lot, and but... I'm like, he, he even... But if they can week. run the ball and do it, if they can do... I mean, Kansas City's not going to come out flat on offense. So, New England is just going to have to keep up, but can they, or can they take the lead and just not look back? Like, obviously, I'm not saying they're going to take a two-score lead and just maintain that, but can they take the lead if they lose the lead, take the lead again? You know, don't, don't go down against Kansas City and think you're going to survive. And it's uh, who's going to cover up on uh, against the, um, the offense because you got Tyreek Hill, all pro, and then you got Stephon, Stephon Gilmore, all pro um, cornerback. So he might be one of the best in the NFL. Are they going to come up with him or who's going to cover uh, Tyreek? Is it one of the McCordy brothers? Who's has covered Tyreek? Yes, I mean, that's, he's, that's what I'm saying. You got Tyreek, you got a crazy offense. You got you still got Sammy Watkins. And you have Travis and Kelsey. Travis Kelsey was considered, you know, he's an all-pro also. Damian Williams played really good last and week. And I was, what a pick that boy's, Yeah, what that boy is playing. I got to You got Slim respect. just mm-hmm. killing it. He's, he's came in that role and he started killing it. No one really talks about how good that team, the offensive line is too. Yeah, they the didn't, they didn't miss a step without Kareem Hunt. I mean, they... Yeah, I mean, their offense is football. too good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is too good, so it's like they missed. They didn't run as well, but Patrick Mahomes didn't really let that affect him. Mm-hmm. And he he played um, when they played the first time. He played not that well. You know, he had a right. couple picks. You know, he had a couple yeah. turnovers. So well, Spencer like, Ware had a yeah. Game. He, he he limits that. You know, yeah, he played against the Rams and had like four, three, four turnovers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four. I mean, if he limits those turnovers, I mean, Mahomes, you know, see what Mahomes can do. He can throw with his left hand. He throws it no, like not looking. I mean, this guy's ridiculous. No, he's a, and he's he's the deal when it comes to throwing the ball. Like it's not it's not a fluke with him. So let's go. Who you got? Yeah. Kansas City Patriots don't maintain um, the scoring that Kansas City can do. Like they just don't keep up. What about Kansas City? Oh, I can't even. I don't see. No, Can, I, yeah, I don't see Kansas City not scoring. I see Kansas you don't see City Tom Brady with the least picking apart that defense. Even if he does, if it's a shootout, like it was, I don't see. Season, yeah, I don't see. I don't see the, the Patriots, Patriots taking it. Yeah, again. if it's a shootout, <laughs> man, not nah. I, I can't pick yet. Bro. I don't know. I, I mean, I, my um, like the whole entire season, I picked. I picked the, the Chiefs going all the way with Mahomes. I mean, yeah, you came back. Down I mean, now. like, I mean, this guy's this guy's ridiculous. Man. Yeah, and he's obviously I want to go against the Patriots. I've been a Dolphins fan my whole life, so obviously I want the Chiefs to win. But it's it's, it's Tom Brady. It's so, I mean, as like, hard it is to bet against Patrick Mahomes with how good he's playing. How like betting against Brady is just it's it's like it's Tom Brady's eighth straight. I was eighth, preaching eighth that eighth straight AFC Championship. I know, Don't bet but I know Brady that. Shit I know that, and I. And now I I don't care. I'm betting against Brady, <laughs> and we're doing the opposite. But yeah. I, I'm not necessarily betting against Brady. But I'm not betting with Brady right now. I'm more like I think Brady's gonna dice the defense up, and if their run game can play good, then it's just gonna be that much easier. I just do see Patrick Mahomes at home this time. Like he looks like a kid that can make the history. You know, play against Brady. It's this, this is the the biggest quarterback age difference, eighteen years. Wow, uh, in NFL history, and he gets his revenge from when he went to Foxborough as a rookie, and no other rookie quarterback has won in Foxborough. He didn't win, so his name's on that list. But can he beat Brady in the AFC Championship? Because I rather put my name on that list, right? So it's like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's he's hungry. He's hungry. So I, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. 
Ah, but the, but the, God, the Patriots Mahomes, might win though. But Mahomes, it's his second year though. This year, no, for sure, yeah. no. But it's first, first time playing. Yeah, okay, first first, first game at Fox. Yeah, you saw the record. You know, first everyone in the division, like in the when he's going up to the playoffs, have he, he no one has beat Tom Brady. Yeah, like, all the quarterbacks in the playoffs. Go, go ahead. What do you got, Justin? Here, the way I look at it is Tom Brady throughout his career is eight and eight in playoff games away from Foxborough. That's 50-50. That's 50-50. Ooh, you could literally say it. <laughs> and <clears throat> I think what we saw, and I still think he that, lose. I still think <laughs> that he could lose. on paper, when you, when, you look at, <laughs> when you look at, the, you know, both the teams that Kansas City has the better roster, now, we said the same thing with the Chargers, but I think the difference between the Chargers and Kansas City is that Kansas City has Andy Reid, who is a phenomenal coach. Who This is his 20th season coaching. And we've said that nobody can out-coach Belichick, but I think Andy Reid can do a damn good job of keeping up with Belichick. And if he can keep up with Belichick with the roster that he has, I think that's enough to get them over the hump and, and stop Brady. The Patriots. So I'm picking Another teams. thing I think separates the Kansas City from the Chargers is the morale. They they're playing with an energy that not many teams can rival. Not many teams has this energy coming in. Not many teams been winning That's like true. they've been winning. That's true. It's exciting. Just clicking for them. Yeah. It's and Andy Reid is not going to take this game lightly. And Andy Reid. Oh no. Andy Reid's going to come out firing. Yeah, he's playing home. a whole different. It's his biggest game. This is his biggest game. Yeah. Different chess match. And Mahomes yeah. is going to reflect that. Andy Reid, you know, he wants definitely wants to get revenge, you know, for the 04 Super Bowl mm-hmm. uh, with his Eagles. And, you know, he went three times in a row in the championship with the Eagles with Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb's a legend. Terrell and Owens. With yeah. Terrell Owens, yeah. And, I mean, he's never had a quarterback like this. And, I mean, Ever. it's a high-caliber team. They, the Eagles had some That's great teams. That's the real quarterback and, right there. And, oh, Andy Reid's such a great coach. I believe, like, you know, oh, yeah, he to is get to, sure. home, to the first Super Bowl, I mean, this is going to be... I think this is going to be their year, man. That, that's crazy. If, if they yeah. beat Brady and Mahomes, Mahomes' story right there is just don't play a rookie year. Come in, red shirt. Take play the last game and fucking... Take over. Play the last game. Like uh, 400 yards, like four touchdowns. Like he what? did do that. Yeah, last, last game year, of the season. First start. When they, they had a... <laughs> he showed us. He showed us what he was about. Also, I believe they can stop the run like they did. Last week against the Colts, and if they can do that, then they definitely got the game. But Justin Houston played a hell of a game, so I think he's gonna. I don't know. I'm not. Again. I'm not having the faith in their defense like they they played against Andrew Luck and the Colts. Brady's Brady's Brady, and nobody's gonna embarrass Brady. You're not gonna embarrass him like that. You're not gonna. He he can he can read your defense too easily, and if you don't adjust to him. He'll pick you apart. He's not gonna let you just play your defense. He's gonna make you adjust, and if you don't, he's too old for this. He's too old. It's too cold, and he's too old. So, but it's gonna be good, and I think the Patriots are gonna lose. Hopefully. James is still gonna ball. Yeah. Speaking of ball, I guess Kyler Murray didn't know which ball. To choose. Oh man. <laughs> oh. A plus segue. I mean, like, how? <laughs> I mean, like, hey, y'all, funny. So, football is the answer. The A's. I mean, dropped the, wanted to drop the bag yeah. on him. I, kind of, because supposedly, this was really weird. Supposedly, the night before that he said he was going to go to the draft. He had already signed a deal with the A's. He signed, I forgot what deal he signed, but he had a $4 million signing bonus. And they drafted him in the first round, obviously. He was trying to sign, like, a, a contract. Like, to act, I guess it's confusing because now I'm thinking about it. It's like, I know he signed a deal with a $4 million bonus, but mm-hmm. he's still trying to work out a contract or whatever. So he well, wanted probably a minor league deal. And right, I think right. And then the Oakland A's, the Oakland A's, right, were trying to actually sign it. Mm. So he wanted fifteen million, guaranteed. Guaranteed. If not, I'll go to the draft. Then he said, "I'll go to the draft tomorrow." <laughs> and then um, the MLB has a rule where if 
you go to the draft, if a player gets drafted in the National Football League, he can't sign the contract. Mm. They were willing to waive that rule for the A's and Kyler Murray if he was willing to come to the MLB. Wow. So That's the MLB big. was trying to some shit like this? a bag from Kyler Murray. Like Bo Jackson or some shit? Like, like imagine having that decision. You're, you're, yeah. you're so good. I mean, you win the Heisman, obviously, and um, you have a decision of being first-round draft pick in the NFL and MLB. Yeah. I mean, like... That's talent. That's, and you just made $4 million. Yep. I mean... Real quick. How much money? Like, for being drafted. Yeah. <laughs> Just for me, I mean, <laughs> you didn't even play baseball last you year. Me? Yo, I mean, Philip, oh, man. man, that baseball money. Wait, how old is he? He's like twenty one. <laughs> yeah, he's like. 22. It's crazy because you could go for the baseball money, or you could go for the football status. As a yeah, quarterback, yeah. you're leading your yeah, team. Sure. That's you. You're talked about before every game. But the pressure's on to either be talked about for this year. Or be talked about for a whole career. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the fight yeah. that quarterbacks try to figure out going to the NFL. Like, you know, like Jared Goff right now, he's on his road to, he's trying to win the Super Bowl this year. And, mm-hmm. and if he wins the Super Bowl, he's solidifying himself as one of the best in the league right now mm-hmm. because he's young and, and he took his team. They were the worst team in the league with Jeff Fisher his rookie year. He comes in, Sean McVay's rookie year, and there's magic. So it's like these young quarterbacks. I think Kyler Murray just is kind of betting on himself right now and saying that I believe I'm good enough to play in the football league. I'm good enough to sign a first-round contract and get another one after that and make sure family's straight, whatever, whatever, to where I don't need baseball because he probably loves football more than baseball. Yeah. Because if you love baseball more than football, you're not going to play football. Like You can't not love football that much to play football. Like <laughs> So... I don't know. I think he. I think he will get drafted in the first round, and I think he's gonna be able to play. I think he's gonna be good. He's gonna be excited. Like Lamar Jackson, last pick in the first round, and he was kind of like. Obviously, we were rooting for him. So, like the talk around our town because he's from Broward, it's like, yeah, Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. But you know, nationally, it's like Lamar Jackson. We're not sure yet. He's not even starting week one. He had to win his job. All this. And he still did good. He took his team to the playoffs. He actually played phenomenal. He had played like what seven games and had like seven hundred rushing yards, like something like that. Like, come on. So the room is there for Kyle to make his his name. I don't know. It's his choice. It's it's his lane. His his data sees or for sure. It's just it's interesting because it's always it's you know it's easy for us because you know. Baseball obviously pays more, doesn't have a salary cap, things of that nature. But to your point, you know, obviously the Oakland A's saw something in him to even offer him, to draft him in the first place and offer him money and to still let him go play football knowing that they had to have known that this was, you know, a scenario that could have played out. Because like you said, you don't just go and do something. Oh, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, when, you know, when Jordan went to go play, you know, baseball, you know, the, there has to be some love for it in order for you to want to do it. Yeah. Exactly. So they had yeah. to have known that this was a scenario going in. Um, I think, well, I think we'll find out, you know, what his real passion is soon, because I think that it's coming up to where he's talking with the Oakland A's now. And if they do offer him, I, th- I think it's something along the lines of, you know, if they offer him uh, so and so, such amount of money. That's probably then, what it then, is. Then he, then he can't declare for, I think, like the NFL draft. And then because he'll be signed to, a, you know, an LB contract. Right. So, I but, mean, if he turns it down, then because that's where everybody's question is, where is his heart? Yeah. You know, where is his heart? Clearly, you know, right now, you know, it's football. But then money again, t- he could talks, also he could also be using the I love football persona to leverage himself to more money. That's what that's what I'm saying. Money talks. Yeah, 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 to, yeah. Exactly. Money talks. So because it's like you know, you know you, you got the NFL like this, I mean the MLB like this kind of right now or the A's at least. Right. You. I mean the MLB they're willing to waive a rule for you so you mm-hmm. can be in their league as opposed to another sport like yeah. Yeah. they're trying to make as much yeah, money off to, you exactly. as you're trying to make off them exactly and they'll win yeah because your jersey goes sell. yeah so 
Yeah. And at this point, I mean, everybody knows who you are. They're willing to waive a rule. Yeah. For this player. That's what I don't understand. What about you, Marlon? What you think Kyler should do? Um, I mean, I think he should, I think he should um, stick to baseball. I mean, long career. <laughs> it is a longer career. Long career. I mean, yeah. you get more money. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and you know, less, less toll on your body. Especially, you know, a quarterback less. getting hit all the time and everything. Yeah. And you got a chance to have a big contract like that. I mean, I'll take it as soon as possible. Yeah, you know, that's great. what I would think. His, his uncle is in the MLB. I mean... Um, Out of college. That, that, that famous... Uh, when What's his name? He threw the pitch and killed the bird. Oh. Uh, from the from the Diamondbacks. Oh. Wow. I'm well, that's so Yeah. The one who was on the at bat was his uncle. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. That's all right. So you see, he oh, has history Randy in his. Johnson. Yeah, Randy Johnson. Randy when Johnson. he pitched that and killed the bird, like, the guy was sitting. The guy was on bat was his uncle. Wow. I'm, I mean, like, it's in his blood. I mean, I'll take that. It's my opinion. I mean, yeah, there's a whole history there. But if he's, in, if he's in the if he's in the NFL draft, um, and he's still available, like as a dolphin as a dolphin fan, would you? Would you pick him up? Well, as a Giants fan? No, as a as a Dolphins fan. I would say yes. Because they're predict they're they're predicting the mock draft, quote unquote. Well, Dolphins, we've we, they we've have already stated that we're looking for the twenty twenty draft with quarterbacks like Justin Herbert to and to Tagovailoa. So I think that this draft, you set up all the pieces for next you year know, for next year to, to accommodate that piece, and we've seen other teams do it. And it's worked out, you know, great for them. We've seen teams, you know, like, but you know, so you've seen teams do it for Baker Mayfield. We've seen uh, teams do it for their other, you know, quarterback prospects and surround them with whatever they need. And it's worked out. So I think follow that blueprint and we'll be okay. But as far as Kyler Murray making a choice, the Golden State Warriors have made a choice in bringing in. <laughs> Boogie Cousins for the first time this season, and he will be in the starting lineup. <laughs> the right. death lineup is coming to fruition. It's it's like, I mean, this this could be almost damn near. Uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, the West, <laughs> the Western Conference starting lineup for the All Star game, right? So. I don't know how does Boogie integrate with these other superstar and all-star caliber players. I mean, I think I think DeMarcus Cousins is is an all-star player in himself. I think DeMarcus Cousins is was the best center in basketball before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And listen, it's only going to be easier, in my opinion, especially for a big man to fit in with a guy like Stephen Curry, to fit in with a guy like Kevin Durant, to fit in like a shooter like Terry Thompson, like like a guy I like think Draymond. That's Green. the perfect role for Boogie. If you that's can dominate in the paint and all you have to just you hold rebound, you, just hold you, and then you put back, you rebound and you put back. But he can they shoot. shoot. Yeah, he, he can, can shoot, shoot too. He can stretch the floor and all that. But they're shooting. You got the shooters. Shooting, boom! If it goes in there, bro, take care of that. Now, if you want to take care of that, take care of that. Thing, clean up. It's also they're gonna have to use him a lot now and try to work his his minutes up quick because if they're gonna plan to use him for the playoffs, they're gonna have to have it down pat. Now, obviously, him coming in as an all star and it being as as I think he'll be fine is what I'm saying. I don't think it's gonna be easy, but I think he's such a good player that he'll be fine and be able to adapt. But it's going to be tough to where he's a ball-dominant center. You know, when, when he was on his team, he's ball-dominant. You want to run the ball through Boogie Cousins. Teams are intimidated by his offensive threat. Centers can't guard Boogie Cousins. So how do you – now when Steph Curry had to give the ball up to Kevin Durant, how does Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson give the ball up to Boogie? And how does he feel not getting the ball as much? Like, I'm sure the he Golden feels State okay system, about it. But the way they've been doing new. it, first of all, Kevin Durant only shoots probably 11 or 15 shots a night. 
and he can still average. He can still give you that 30 points. And that's beautiful how they've done, done that. Shooters and um, Stephen Clay, they don't need the ball. They're, they don't need to be ball dominant. We've, like you said, Steph has given up that ball dominant role to Kevin Durant. So he'll spend more time on the dribble, whatever, whatever, whatever. Other than that, they're moving the ball and they move the ball well. That's one of those teams. And I feel like Boogie will just be a reciprocant of that ball movement. Right. I think they just try to figure out who's going to be on fire that night. That too. You have five. <laughs> I mean, Shit. like Draymond. I mean, I mean you Draymond. You can't. Five. I mean Draymond. You can't really. I mean, hey, but you, you the can count because not going to be on him. His, yeah. So you know, so there's going to be rare occasions of you know him balling out. But I'm saying you have four options like that. Mm-hmm. That I mean, like you can just either shoot all game or you can just get him down low and he'll dominate. I mean, yeah. if this team is ridiculous, I mean, it's past. <laughs> it's past unfair. It's it's interesting. Because I think, you know, I agree, definitely. I think the Warriors moved the ball better than any team in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been that way since, you know, even before, you know, Kevin Durant. The ball just doesn't stick, moves very fluent. Um, and I think with, they've never, obviously, the center position for the Warriors has always just been that, you know, next guy up kind of. They just need, you know, just defend the rim. Get rebounds, you know. We seen yeah, it with yeah. Andrew Andrew Bogut. We seen it with you know Bell, Javale McGee. Yeah. You know, they just need an anchor, you know, holding down, you know, protecting the rim. So it's interesting to now insert you know Boogie, who is, you know, kind of the opposite. But you know, Boogie has never been known for his defense. You know, he can he defend? Yeah, you know, need be, but he's not like. You know, uh, Anthony Davis. Yeah, like an Anthony Davis or, you know, Tyson Chandler, Stephen Adams is not going to, you know, mm-hmm. really hold it down like that because he's always, I mean, to, but to him, he's always had to be that, you know, superstar to put up, you know, he's had to put up points, you know, ball handling, things like that. Um, Steve Kerr has said that there's going to be um, minutes, you know, and periods of time through the game where they're going to run the offense through Boogie to get him inclimated, get him, to. to get him comfortable because they are, you know, very aware of what Boogie can do. And, you know, to everybody, you know, to everybody else, they, you know, they've been here, done this, and there's a difference between, you know, obviously practice and, you know, the real game. So they're going to, you know, ease them into it. They have plenty of time to the playoffs. And, and I mean, like you said, I, yeah, it's, their benefit. When, when, when we see the, the the finished product come come, you know, April May, it's gonna be ridiculous. Their benefit to me is that you you start running games through Boogie to get him, you know, get his feet wet. You go down twelve, and you come right back with your other strategy. You use Steph Curry, you use Kevin Durant, you use Klay Thompson, and then you can put the ball back and put, <laughs> like you can just trial and error. Yeah. Like, oh, it's not working this game. We're down 15 at halftime. Oh, no worries. All right, we'll figure this out, and then we'll try something. Like, it, it's, it, it's you're gonna, never out of the game. Yeah, it's going to kind of be the equivalent to, you know, when you have, you know, in, in football, when you're just, you know, putting up so many points, and then right, you just get to that point in the game where, all right, let's just run the ball with some clock. Yep. Like, that's that's what Boogie's going to be. Boogie's going to be like that grind out. That too. Just, just knock you know. Knock the clock off. Just knock the clock off. Just bullying people, taking the energy out of them. And then just just working them, you know, for however yeah. many you know minutes. Spent seven seconds, top of the key, passing up the boogie. <laughs> Spends another four seconds, turns around, sky hooks, score, run up. Like you could literally play four out and one in, like or it's or the, imagine you could play five out with your center. Mm-hmm. Now you can play five out with your center. Yeah, yeah. The thing I think the things that we're gonna see the things that Steve Kerr. Has has drawn up, and I'm pretty sure Steve Kerr has had a while to think about what he wants to do with Boogie and how he's going to inclimate him in a certain situations, rotations, lineups. It's going to be fun. It is. It's going to be fun. Um, another team I wanted to talk about was the Celtics. Before we go, they've been having their struggles. Everybody knows that last year they played as well as any other Eastern Conference team did, and. It fell short, Game 7, Cleveland. No Kyrie, no Gordon Hayward. This year, they have Kyrie, they have Gordon Hayward, they still have Terry, uh, Scary Terry, they still have you know, Jalen Brown, they still have Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and neither Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford are having the same type of year that they were having last year, neither Scary Terry. Uh, Gordon Hayward is not looking like Gordon Hayward of... Utah's past, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
what are they going to have to do? Are they going to have to make a trade? Are they going to have to, you know, stop giving somebody minutes? What are they going to have to do to turn this around? You know, we did see them win against the Raptors, the best team in the league right now, or the best team in the East. But Kyrie had to come down in the clutch, um, do his thing. What do you guys think about the Celtics, really? I think that, yeah, I think they're going to make some trades. I think, and this is, you know, credit to Steve Kerr, we've seen that, you know, talent doesn't translate to baskets all the time. Sometimes you have, and I think they clearly have too much talent because they don't know what to do with it. You know, they're dealing with Gordon Hayward coming back from injury. Uh, at the beginning of the season, we saw them. We saw them start. Then you know decided that wasn't the route they wanted to go. Having come off the bench, um, and then we've seen what Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can do with minutes, can do with you know certain times of the game. That, you know that it's you know they can just kind of get the ball and get into their own rhythm, and we're seeing that stop now because now you have you put Kyrie back in the lineup and call, Kyrie is so ball dominant which is now st- stopping them from getting touches 11 seconds off it's, the clock it's stopping them from <laughs> stop, yeah, stopping them from getting touches it's stopping them from being able to get in, into rhythm and it's stopping the ball from moving really like you said 11 seconds and then now you know with you know that you know, the new rule the shot clock so I mean I think that as great as a talent as Kyrie is. I don't, I don't know if Kyrie's the answer for them. I don't know if Kyrie fits what they not necessarily want to do because they clearly want him there, but I don't think he fits what they need to do. Um, but I think their answers are probably going to be solved for themselves come next season because I know uh, Scary Terry, I think his deal is up. He's probably going to want to definitely be out of there. Right. Um, who knows if before the deadline they try to shop somebody. Maybe they try to Maybe they try to shop him before, you know, he leaves. Who knows th- what they do with the Gordon. I, I'm, 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 I'm stumped with this Gordon Hayward situation. Is there, is there a coach? Yeah. I, um, I feel like they're a playoff team. That's one thing. For like, sure. playoff, sure. they're still going to be a threat. They're going to be ready to play all that. Right. I feel like the the teammate chemistry, it's, it's, it's not all the way there. I don't know what it is, but it's just off with them as a, as a team. They're not clicking. Um, Jason Tatum, we saw a great year from him last year. Not so much the same this year. That's been a, another big difference. Jason Tatum um, not playing as yeah. he did. Jalen yeah. Brown, that's another one. Yeah. So mm-hmm. those two, yeah. if, if and they're Al not Horford, playing like that. And Al Horford, he was like an that, all-star, obviously, by injury, Yeah, Al Horford's but, older, though. So regular season, Al Horford is different. Yeah. He'll, yeah. He's going to yeah. play his heart out sure. playoffs. So just... He needs the younger guys to get him there. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Um, But Brad Stevens is behind all of this. This is what gets me. It's like we were talking about coach of the year last year, best coach in the league in general. Yeah, I mean, mean, we said it. We said if anybody can figure it out, it's Brad Stevens. That's clearly not the case. (laughs) I mean, there's this team that, um, you know, he went to the – you know, Eastern Conference Championship with, um, you know, when they had Isaiah Thomas and that team, look how completely changed, and he got him back yeah. with this young team. I mean, that's a great coach. That coach. No, he's great. And, you're and, right. And um, think about it, the East. Remember, LeBron's went to the West, so it's still up in the air. I mean, Milwaukee, Milwaukee's still starting to find their identity. You know, obviously, uh, Giannis is having an amazing year, yeah. MVP caliber type year. He's having some good shooters around him, playing real well. And, you know, Toronto. So I think the Celtics are still up there, like you said, a threat. Mm-hmm. No, and, for sure. And, no, yeah, I mean, like he said, when the time comes, I think. But I, I, I think it's absolutely right. That, like when Kyrie came back, um, more ball dominant, like you said, and, um, and last year it was just so flow. Like it was just so full. Like yeah. it was no, it was so much chemistry. I yeah. feel like they were on a chip on the shoulder yeah. because they were so like, young. Oh, no Kyrie, yeah, yeah, no yeah. Hayward. And no, no one, as you can see, like when Kyrie in the interview, he had to call LeBron and yeah. say, "I'm sorry." About like seeing how hard it is to lead a team, so right. he's trying to be a leader he's while struggling, trying to like yeah, exactly. He's but struggling to do it. <laughs> Jason Tatum is, I believe, like developing to the best player on that team, and soon will be, and soon will be. And I, I don't know if Kyrie wants to stick on the team and, and give him that role. I don't think but, Kyrie wants to stick around. That's true. Because I, I mean, know. next year's gonna be interesting. You know, yeah. a lot of free agents and see if, if Brad Stevens can pull somebody out and Come help home, these young Kyrie, guys. You know, in New York. 
Some yeah, you know, I people say the Knicks. You know, he said he likes, you know, he likes the the area over there. But we'll take you and Durant. Yeah. I mean, I still, I still think the Celtics will go go Let pretty give me far. Dreams, beach house wishes. How, how far <laughs> do you think they go in the uh, in the playoffs? Who's that, Boston? The, the Boston. Um, I truly think Boston can go back to the Eastern Conference Finals and and face the Raptors. Uh, you know, Milwaukee. I don't know, man. I feel like Milwaukee was still fold. Like they're still foldable. They like the Grizzlies. When they Grizzlies, used to, when yeah. they were lit, Marcus they're good. Yeah, they're yeah. good. But they're <laughs> it's not, assistant. They just like they're not gonna second win round. Playoffs. Like give you a good fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, they took Boston to seven games last year, but as I mean, no early clarity. early in the playoffs, Boston was like, okay, are they gonna be able to do this? And then it's like they played Milwaukee, and it was like, oh shoot, you know, they took them to seven games. Then they go to, then Boston played who? Uh, Philly. And 4-1 four, four them? Yeah. Four, four, yeah, four, because one. they 4 Yeah, I remember the starting set. They beat the Heat 4-1 and then like, they did the same thing. And then they go and play seven games against the King. And, you know, King, Kings I mean, do King things. I mean, you just don't <laughs> know what, what, what Boston Celtics team is going to show up. You got the Boston Celtics team... Where they can beat, you know, Houston. Obviously, Kyrie goes off. That's always the headline. And then you got, you know, Boston Celtics team that can drop it to Atlanta. And, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously we're Heat fans. But, you know, we're in, we're in a rut right now. We're not the greatest. And we, you know what's and funny? We As you brought out. them up. I still think in the playoffs, if the Heat played the Celtics, we can beat them in seven games. With this team? With this team. You just be saying shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh, no, this, you, just, you just don't know what Boston teams think, are show I up. truly think that with this team, I mean, look at the standings right now. We're like we're like eighth, ninth, and, and, and they're sixth. Yeah. They're like sixth, and I'm not saying oh, compare the records right now to to compare that to the playoffs. I just feel like one in the playoffs. Last year versus Philadelphia, it was very. That was the bad match. Very mad, yeah. Very missed. There was no Whiteside. Whiteside. First of all, Joel Embiid is 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 he was unguardable. So, two the shooting they were shooting ridiculous from three. Like (laughs) it was every (laughs) shot was going. Bellinelli fadeaway foul. Bam. (laughs) Oh, JJ Redick. Oh, Ilya Sova. Sova. I'm surprised Ben Simmons wasn't hitting threes versus the Heat, bro. So Ben Simmons was almost averaging like, or averaging like a triple double against yeah. those. And Justice Winslow like, played some of his best ball, but Whiteside didn't show up, and we weren't the same team from the regular season. So yeah, but I do think if we would have played Boston last year first round as opposed to Philadelphia, we would have got up in there. It's all good. Man. I don't know, man. That's Thanks for Zion. It's a bold <laughs> prediction, but I mean like. I'm always saying like I'm a Heat fan, you know. Yeah, I would like always to see have Celtics faith, in the you know. It's been a while since we crushed them. 2000, 2016, I mean, that was our <laughs> best year since LeBron left that we had a chance of going to the yep. Eastern Conference Finals and, you know, the Game 7. Toronto. Following me Chris Bosh. <laughs> Father Prime. It's all right, man. We, we we did our thing. You know, we let the Warriors rock right now. Who's going to beat the Warriors? No one's going to beat the Warriors. Can we give the Warriors a title now? I did this last year. <laughs> Can we give the Warriors a title now? I mean, like, last year, they, Can, they I mean, the Rockets had them, and, you know, Chris, Chris Paul, Paul gets hurt. Tired. They, they missed 20, the 27 game. threes in a row in game seven. I mean, and then, like, KD yeah, was up was three. Crazy KD, the, the Rockets always lose on some crazy stat. It was crazy. What was the stat? 27 threes in a row. They yeah, missed. they're up oh, for 27 yeah, to start the they game. They were. That's crazy. Listen, Chris Paul, he's not going to win a championship, all right? <laughs> as much as Last I Last year Chris was a chance. Paul, that, that, that was like his chance. chance. And who blew it? His own hamstring. It'd be your own hamstring. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we'll end this right there. Next week, we're going to talk about Super Bowl stuffs. And we're going to have the two winners of the AFC and the NFC. Which will be the Chiefs. Maybe the Dolphins will have a coach by then. We can talk about him. Because right now it's just in the works. We'll talk about some Canes. Uh, <laughs> you know, Jeff Thomas back. Tate Marks out here. All right. Um, thank you guys for listening. Put up. Went through the clouds, man. Never, never coming down. Never coming down.
Told my bitch to find us a bitch, we gon' fuck on together tomorrow Fuckin' my wrist up, fuckin' her brick up, yeah Gone and hop on the charter I go to Sprint, I go to take off a cash, yeah I'm not a jogger, I went to Neptunes, I went to Mars, yeah Streets get hotter than lava, I'm in that mode, everything gone, gone I gotta do all my goggles, suicide dose, oh Reaching my goals, thanking my heavenly father I'm on my grind, ain't no slowing down I done put up the bottles, I'm on that pretty boy shit, yeah I'ma just stick to the models I'ma just stick to the models and hit it I'ma just stick to the caller and get it I can't come up short, I'm going to get it I can't afford to keep all my bitches I got a laid up, she bad as a did it I got my weight up and carry my city I got five carries, my ears, they blurred Put up no words, she know she insured I keep it real, ain't talking absurd I lost the feeling of drinking on serve Put up them ends, my federal reserve Tell you the truth, I got caught in the urge Tell you the truth, I come up from the dirt She came with no panties, a little bit of skirt I hit it on Xanax and I made a spurt A really rich nigga and I'm gone, but zoe my bitch To find us a bitch, we can fuck on to Go to tomorrow, fuckin' my wrist up, fuckin' her brick up, yeah Go on and hop on the charter, I go to Sprint, I go to take off a cash, yeah I'm not a jogger, I went to Neptunes, I went to Mars, yeah Streets get hotter than lava, I'm in that mode, everything gon' go I gotta do all my goggles, suicide dose, oh, reaching my goals Thanking my heavenly father, I'm on my grind, ain't no slowing down I done put up the bottles, I'm on that pretty boy shit, yeah I'ma just stick to the models, I got two blunt show funny Sending me pics to the ground, I got some bitches, they nine up. They wanna fuck me just cause who I am I fuck them gone, dig bitches I never will love her or trust of a pair I'm looking out for her, but I ain't taking care of She know it ain't no way in hell I keep it real with you, keep it real with me That's all we can do, we know how to deal with you Know how to deal with me, Try to get with us a pool We call it fair game, when it cut down to my bros And swiping our hoes, I said my main thing To get your main dame, we gon' fuck that hoe on the low Told my bitch to find us a bitch We gon' fuck on together tomorrow Fuckin' my wrist up, fuckin' her brick up, yeah Gone and hop on the charter I go to Sprint, I go to take off a cash, yeah I'm not a jogger, I went to Neptunes, I went to Mars, yeah Streets get hotter than lava, I'm in that mode, everything gon' go I gotta do all my goggles, suicide dose, oh Reaching my goals, thanking my heavenly father I'm on my grind, ain't no slowing down I done put up the bottles, I'm on that pretty boy shit, yeah I'ma just stick to the models